0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.
1: We've been hearing about this in the news uh, throughout the day. It's an absolute nightmare. We're following developments from the west coast where one Canadian is confirmed dead following a, co- a collision between two float planes carrying cruise ship passengers near Ketchikan, Alaska. Now, Global Affairs isn't releasing the person's name or hometown. In total, four people were killed. Ten taken to hospital and two others are still missing the ship sailed from Vancouver on Saturday joining us this afternoon uh, this afternoon is Claire Newell travel expert to author and travel consultant Claire thanks for joining me this afternoon I wish it was under uh, better circumstances oh
2: well thanks for having me you know my deepest condolences to those who've been impacted by this tragic accident it really really hits home for me Jaylin, because of two things that happened last week one on Thursday I took a float plane uh, I actually took a de Havilland beaver which is the one where the five people yeah. um, were on so three from that aircraft have passed and two are still missing. The second thing was that I was walking around Vancouver and saw the Royal Princess mm-hmm. on Saturday, May 11th, before it sailed off on this voyage.
1: Yeah, just kind of, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a small world and you just think, uh, you know, what if, and, and all of those times that uh, you, you've probably, you, I know you have traveled and you think about uh, those excursions that you take, the things you sign off on. Claire, you know, what happens in a, in a situation like this, um, Um, And I guess maybe first off, uh, you know, on the cruise ship, these were passengers on the cruise ship. um, What happens as far as service and support um, that is provided um, to everyone really on that cruise ship from now on? Well, they have announced, as
2: most major cruise lines would, that they are going to have people on board uh, with the friends and family that would we're traveling with the people who have passed, uh, who are, have been hurt, and they'll also have support and counseling for those who, who are affected. One of the things that's really important to talk about, Jaylin is, of course, uh, our, you know, we send our condolences, and this is so, so tragic, but one of the things that I worry about for the people who are still um, yeah. in hospital up there is do they have travel insurance? Mm-hmm. Now, for us here as Canadians, it's really easy, especially for me. I mean, I live here in Vancouver, and a lot of people who live here, they just jump on board a cruise ship like this and go up to Alaska, sometimes forgetting that they may... Well, they do need travel insurance. If something happens, it's happening in the U.S. Ketchikan mm-hmm. is in the U.S., and it's very, very expensive. It's also... a a chance to remind people about excursions because if you read the fine print on a lot of travel insurance policies you'd be surprised how many excursions aren't actually covered. So some will cover you for two wheels. So if you're on a bike or a motorbike, some won't. Some will cover you for hiking, some won't. Hmm. Some will cover you for um, float planes, some won't. Same oh. thing with diving or skydiving. You really need to think about what you want to be doing and what you are going to be doing and make sure that you have the coverage for it.
1: So Claire, let's break this down a little bit. When it comes to insurance, I think you're right. I think a lot of people just, you know, will will um, you know plan a trip and go off thinking that nothing's going to happen. They could be in Mexico, they could be in Cuba, they could be in the States, they could be on a float plane uh, over Ketchikan, Alaska, not thinking that anything is going to happen. When it comes to insurance, you know, I, I know, for for example, I have I have some travel insurance through work. Is it prudent to, um, to, to top up that, get something over and above, or do you just really need to sit down and take a look at what you have and then go from there? I
2: think you really
1: need to look
2: at what you have. I don't want people, you know, I, I'm not flogging travel insurance to buy 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 yeah. what you don't need. But what I do, it's absolutely mandatory in my mind that you have emergency medical insurance. Now, you may have it through work. You may have it through a credit card. But you can top up accordingly. Now, a lot of people think that they're covered much more than they are. Mm-hmm. The reality is only 5% of uh, credit cards have the coverage that most people need. Mm-hmm. And work policies do have caveats. So you need to look for, does it cover your spouse? Does it not? Does it cover your kids? Does it not? Is there a limit? A lot of them have limits of, say, $100,000, and that is a lifetime limit. So if you had appendicitis in Europe and it cost you forty grand, you now only have $60,000 coverage. That is nowhere near enough for a family.
1: Wow, interesting interesting. interesting you, recently, I was on a trip and uh, we were in uh, where were we? We were in Jamaica and uh, total random accident. Total random accident. A speaker fell off a, a trolley and crushed someone's toe. And next thing you know, ended up having to go to the hospital. And we saw you know going back and forth between the doctors and the hospital and then the insurance, and it went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, um, and really delayed some treatment for a couple of days. Now I know you don't know all the specifics of that, but when when you get into a hospital into a into a, a different a, a, when you're in a hospital in a different country and you're you're going back and forth with your insurance people how do you how do you handle that do you get someone from the resort you're staying at or the the flights that you've gone with to try to help advocate for you i always
2: that's my first line of attack would be to have somebody else dealing with it because you already are dealing with so much there's you know there's grief and there's pain there can be all sorts of things that's going on but The, the one thing that you have to look for on insurance policies is again that fine print that nobody wants to look at. Now you mentioned that it was a random act that's exactly what insurance is for you know it's i do hear the cases of quadruple bypass and you know big things but majority of it it's an ear infection because kids are swimming in a pool or the ocean (laughs) or it's someone standing on coral or something like you just talked about yeah you know twisting an ankle breaking an arm um being hit by a wave when they're boogie boarding and, and and hurting themselves that's really what it's for and a lot of people have coverage that doesn't doesn't cover them for top tier hospitals and medical care, and they don't realize it. They just think they are. And a lot of a lot of other policies will make you pay in advance, yes. and then you're reimbursed. Yes. So really look at what you have. What are the caveats? What are the red flags? One of the biggest mistakes I see with people is they uh, don't read the pre-existing conditions. What what are they? What does that mean? But I can tell you in a nutshell: if you've seen a doctor about anything, including a blister on your toe, and it gets infected while you're away, it's a pre-existing condition. Hmm.
1: That's frustrating. It's frustrating for a lot of people because they're thinking it has, it, it has nothing to do with whatever happened when you're away, but, and then the battle ensues for sometimes, uh, it seems, years on end. You, you mentioned excursions off the top, and I wanted to touch on that because oftentimes when you go away, whether it's maybe it's on a cruise ship uh, or maybe you're at a, a resort somewhere and you can plan something through that, and you, you're, again, you're saying fi- fine print, fine print, fine print. In a nutshell, what do people really need to know uh, about that? I've always thought with... You you know, on, on cruise ships, that if you book it through the cruise, that it's, um, you're better protected at least than maybe an outside provider. Is that true? I would say so, Jaylene. I mean, the
2: major cruise lines are going for companies that have the proper insurance in place that are the reliable companies that, that are kind of the go tos. I'm so, so glad, I, you know, I've been in the travel industry for 26 mm-hmm. years. This type of incident is rare. Mm-hmm. It's rare. Um, but, it can happen and it, it could happen if you were at home and doing some sort of float plane it could have happened yes. to me on that one that i was on on, the thurs, on thursday last week but it's just so important to to do it with a reputable Company. So, if that means going through the cruise line, going through the hotel you're staying at, or whatever, but just going for some random company, you know, that drives you in a, a, a car that isn't really doesn't have a logo on it and stuff, that's super
1: risky. Yeah, yeah. When someone dies on on vacation, Claire, you know, maybe maybe it's on a cruise ship, maybe it's in an accident, maybe it's in in Europe. Um, where do you even begin? Where do you even begin with that? Where do you where do you begin trying to figure out what to do next? It's
2: a real, really tough situation, Jalen, because when it happens, um, again, it can be extraordinarily expensive, yeah. and it's one of the reasons that you know I have a credit card with coverage. I have a work policy, so does my husband, but we also buy something that's called package tour insurance, and it covers all the stuff that isn't covered by those, so flight accident, travel accident, baggage, personal effects, but also for something like a death, because it can be really expensive for a family to bring back a body, the repatriation of a body, is expensive. Often, um, you, you're you guided and directed by, by friends, family. It, it could be an insurance company to actually have the body cremated before. But for so many people, they want closure. They want to yeah. see the body. Yeah. It, is, um, it is such a tough thing to deal with. And when you're crossing borders, even just between Canada and the US, it is a nightmare.
1: Hmm. Oh,
2: but having gosh. a company, an insurance company that can kind of handle that for you yeah. is... Super important.
1: If if you've booked if you've booked your um your, your vacation through a, a travel agent, can they help you? Absolutely. In fact most travel
2: agencies within their organization will have agents that are licensed to sell travel insurance. So they're specifically trained. They have to go through yearly updates and and that would be a good line of attack. If you go to a uh, an AA office, like um, in, you're in Alberta, mm-hmm. so you can go to the Alberta Automotive Association or here in BC, you could go to a BCAA. Banks often sell insurance. Whoever you're going to, just make sure that, sure that they're licensed. And it, you're, if you don't understand something, ask. Yeah. Because the worst thing that you can do is go on vacation and think you're covered and not be. I've seen it time after time, story after story, um, and I, it pains me because I'm also I work in media and do travel. I see these GoFundMe pages for people who don't have insurance. I wish, Jaylin, around the world it was mandatory. Like, yeah. in fact, in Cuba you can't cross into their country without proving you've got travel insurance. Everyone should have yeah. to do that
1: interesting interesting okay now here's just one other question i'm thinking about the the royal princess this cruise ship and the the other you know thousands of people that are on on board this ship would they ever would they consider Turning it around and just coming right back, like how? Given the circumstances, well, these ships are massive. Yeah, so they may make the
2: decision for some of the family. Obviously, some family will be staying with the people who are hospitalized, and some who have had people pass, and and will be dealing with it. Um, but they will continue on because there are literally thousands of people mm-hmm. on board. And so it is a tough situation all around, but they will make sure that they have support. There will be people who need it, yeah, and they will, have, uh, they will have professionals in place for that.
1: Claire, thank you so much for this uh, advice. I appreciate it. and It's always good to talk to you again. I wish it was under different circumstances, but thank you so much for joining us this Thanks afternoon. Thanks for having me, Jaylin. Okay, that's Claire Newell again. You can find her at ClaireNewell.com, Claire's Travel Best Bets. You can follow her on Twitter at Claire Newell as well. She's a travel expert, an author, and travel consultant. So we were talking about uh, traveling and and really some you know some of the really bad things that can go wrong. Maybe it's an illness, maybe it's a broken foot, and of course you know this all follows on the heel of that uh, awful story out of um, near Ketchikan, Alaska, where some some folks who were on a on a cruise line uh, went on an excursion and um, there was a crash between two float planes. Uh, four people have been killed, ten taken to hospital, two others are still missing. Missing, the ship sailed from Vancouver. Over on Saturday. Some of your texts coming in says, Jay, I had a sister get sick in Mexico. She had travel insurance. However, they would take her out of the ambulance until they knew that they had lots of room on their credit card to pay for it. The Mexican hospital didn't trust the travel insurance, I guess. Frustrating when more is needed in a stressful situation. You think the travel insurance would be enough? And I've heard about that. And Claire touched on that, about the cash upfront business and making sure that you have some room on your your credit card just in case. Uh, can, uh, Curtis says, Jay, um, Is there any reason to grab travel insurance if you stayed within Canada? Probably not, Curtis, because your health care would be covered if you're Canadian, right? Um, And Robert says, Lynn, the first place you should call is the Canadian Consular Affairs. Fly safe, fly smart. Roger's been hanging on this afternoon. Hey, Roger.
0: Good afternoon. Love your show, Lynn.
1: Well, thanks for listening. I appreciate it, Roger. You wanted to call in Uh, and talk about this? Did you have an experience?
0: first-hand experience my brother
1: oh no uh
0: spent five months down in mexico every year had a massive heart attack and passed away down there
1: oh gosh i'm so sorry this
0: is a whole new experience Mm -hmm. uh your timelines are really tight uh you've got to get the certificates the police have to release the body you got 48 hours if you're gonna fly a body it's twelve thousand dollars out of your pocket (sighs) uh so we opted for cremation yeah And that eventually is back to Canada, but then the more red tape comes in in quarantine eh, at the airport.
1: Oh, okay. Man.
0: Because, you know, are you smuggling drugs? You know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, insurance covered part of it, and we were out of pocket for part of it, but um, I'm telling you, read the fine print.
1: Read the fine print. If you do any traveling now, I'm I'm guessing that you do uh, some extra insurance or make sure that you know exactly what you have. Exactly. Uh, what a mess! Um, how long in total before you were able to get your brother's ashes home? About uh, oh, two months. Oh boy! Oh boy!
0: Yep. It's uh, um, you know, there's so many levels of uh, doctor, medical examiner, police,
1: yeah. release.
0: Come back here, and it takes like a couple of weeks here even to get released.
1: Well, well, Roger, thanks for the heads up. Thanks for sharing your story. And I'm, so, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But uh, thanks uh, for the heads up yeah. for everyone listening.
0: Have a great day, Jillian. Yeah,
1: you too, Roger. Thanks for this.